living a dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Live from a beautiful, cold Southern California day. It's the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother on a beautiful, beautiful, sunsetty kind of afternoon. The Astros fan, the icons. How like, are you? I would like to go with a brisk, not a cold. Well, okay, that's fine. Semantics. You can say potato or potato. I'll say sign stealer. <laughs> Straight into it. Uh, now we well, you want to ambush me. <laughs> Just like the Astros ambushed Clayton Kershaw. The Astros did not ambush Clayton Kershaw. The Astros might have ruined Clayton Kershaw's life. Craig Kershaw had $40 million dollars a year. You could ruin a man's life by stealing his signs and relaying them. To the batter. Now what talk ha- to me. You, I know you what want happened? to come in hot. I know you want to come in hot. You've been wanting to talk about this for a while. The scandal exploded. For anybody who doesn't know what's going on, we're jumping in. We're talking about Major League Baseball straight away. We got boxing to cover. Uh, we got football to cover. We got a lot to cover. But most importantly, the 2017 World Series has just recently been confirmed as tainted by Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, this is just a recap. You don't have to look at me crazy. I'm not Major League Baseball. I did not conduct the investigation. Major League Baseball, as uh, as per Commissioner Manfred, and, and conducted an investigation where they found that there was an elaborate scheme of sign stealing that took place for the Houston Astros, orchestrated, and I feel like this part is really being downplayed, orchestrated primarily by the players. Right. Facilitated by bench coach Alex Cora, who is really getting thrown under the bus on this thing. And the fallout was... And Carlos Beltran. Yep. And the fallout was pretty serious. The fallout was, um, wow, a $5 million fine, which seems like nothing for a team that's worth a billion dollars. But that's the max that you can you can give. What's really big is that two years worth of first and second round draft picks with as hot as the Astros drafted to get to this point of success. You see how important the draft picks are. They really aren't, though, for them because they would be. Not picking, even, I mean, they're already there now. Yeah, and they would be picking on the tail end anyway. Yeah, but it's still picks. You never I mean, know. And they, nobody. There's a guy named Terry Miller that was available in the draft <laughs> late. <laughs> you got to, yeah, exactly. Could have been a contender. And, but you also have to have good scouts. So there's a lot of guys who fall through the wickets. Yep. So, which means that it could be important, but either way it goes. We're just going over the fallout of the penalty. But I digress. And then, the, and then they suspended their head coach for a year, and suspended the GM AJ uh, 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 AJ, <laughs> and suspended the, the GM Jeff Lunau for a year. To which the president of the team, owner of the team, oil man Big Jim Crane, who eats a lot of Angus beef and drinks scotch, decided. He said, "I'm going to the next level. I'm firing these guys." So a suspension isn't enough. Now, talk to me because there's a fantastic article in the L.A. Times by Bill Plaschke, another friend of the Ozone, about how not only did the Astros taint and and cheat the World Series, they tainted L.A. sports history because it was a 29-year drought for the Dodgers to win the World Series, which is now up to 31 years. And you furthered the narrative that Dave Roberts doesn't know what he's doing in October, <laughs> that Clayton Kershaw should be on suicide watch in October. And he brought up some very interesting stats that I, I want to no, just, I, I just want to bring them up to you. Well, bring them up because I haven't read his article. 
Oh, okay. So in his article, Lay him out. he says some really, really incredible stuff. Okay. He Let says, me answer him as you go. First thing he says is, this brings uh, an end to the mystery behind why the Dodgers' three hottest pitchers at the time got jumped on only in Houston. Because he brought up a good point and said, well, Clayton Kershaw himself actually pitched the greatest game of his playoff career in game one. He went seven plus, struck out 11 dudes, and gave up one earned run. He got to Texas between him, Brandon Morrow, him and Brandon Morrow, who was also who had given up two runs over 12 or 24 innings of relief. Some Brandon like Morrow, they just overused him, though. Uh, he'd, only given up, he'd only given up two runs. They used to catch up with you at, eventually. At, at which point, they gave up 10 runs in one game between the two of them. Sounds about right. No, that doesn't sound right. Uh, and so that's what he said. And he, he had he had some really, really interesting, the way that he, he put it, it's worth the read in the L.A. Times because he talked about how obviously there's no way to, to get the parade or even to give the Dodgers a championship ring. But he's saying that, which we also know will never happen, that the Astros should vacate their title and leave it open in the history books. That's now, ridiculous. The, the last piece that I want to go on before you go on your rant, because I'm not I going on your rant. Astros I'm Nation. I'm not going on a rant. No is, rant here. Is Jeff Lunau was not having it. Jeff Lunau got fired and threw everybody under the bus. First and foremost, he, he had said, nothing to do with it. He said, I had nothing to do with it. I'm not mad at it. He said, he said I didn't know about it. And I had nothing to do with it. And somehow or another, I'm uh, and ruining the legacy of my 30-year baseball career with everybody who knows me knows that I have, if not have nothing else, I have integrity because I'm with the teams when they, when they lose and I build them up to let them win. And now this is my legacy when this was coordinated by the players and facilitated by the coaches. A.J. Hinch actually says, Apparently, the, the what the investigation found was A.J. Hinch was so far against this system, he knew about it. He went so far as to damage the camera that was the sign-stealing camera two different times throughout the season. And they went back and ran it right back up. That's how important it was for the players to have the advantage to so that they could get over. Now, go ahead and get Not- us some MAGA. And justify <laughs> why it's okay for them to be morally no, corrupt. No Maxi Priest and MAGA here. <laughs> Maxi Priest and MAGA. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that it is an unfair advantage for them to have or to know the signs or the pitch that's coming. It still does not help you hit the pitch. But regardless of what all the hypocrites are saying, all the Major League Baseball players coming out and saying, oh, well, uh, if I knew what was coming, I'd definitely spin on it. Listen, dude. The prime example of that is Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger knows what's coming to him in the playoffs, in big-time situations, and can't even make contact. I disagree with that. You disagree, but it's the actual fact. Cody Bellinger, you don't. You sit there in the in the stands and know how they're going to pitch Cody Bellinger. Why wouldn't Cody Bellinger know how they're going to pitch him? Not to throw it on Cody Bellinger, but what I'm saying, you you are kind of throwing it on. Cody no, Bellinger. no, it's not on Cody Bellinger because I'm Cody Bellinger actually balled in those games down in Houston. This is no, he balled. No, he balled one game. This is this he balled time. one game out of four. So I'm using him as a frame. He only played three games in Houston. He balled one game in the whole, in all of the World Series. One he game. Played, he played well two games, but one game was the game that he really showed out. 
Yeah, Anyways. and I'm just saying that as a frame of reference, you can know what's coming because Cody Bellinger knows what's coming a lot of times, and you can't execute. Baseball is not bas- not like basketball or football. You're trying to hit a small ball with a round bat, even if you know the the you have to know the velocity, the location. These are professionals, though. It you really matter. Discount. We watch professionals you're, on you're, football right really now all the time who drop passes, who don't hit jump shots, and now we're acting like. That they they they're not flawed. They're flawed. It was a bad. It was it was the wrong thing to do. But for everybody, and you can say that it's tainted or whatever. But if you look at the swings that they put on a lights out Brandon Morrow, a lights out Brandon Morrow was lights out up until Game Five of the World Series. Brandon Morrow was lights out. You can check the numbers. So so what what happened? So what happened to the Dodgers? Swings. What happened to the Dodgers this year against the the Nationals? What does that have to do with them stealing signs? Because the Nationals. <laughs> jumped on their pitchers just like that was two years removed from the scandal. You're giving me a what aboutism right now. No, I'm what, giving what, you the truth. What happened to, to <laughs> what happened in '86 to Bill Buckner? It went through the wickets, but the thing of it is that it didn't cause him the World Series. Everybody lives with this narrative that Bill Buckner called you the World Series. He didn't. That was another game and and everything else. This is overrated. This is completely overblown. It's sensationalized, and everybody's acting like the Dodgers should get a layup. It's still, if you told who's, people, who's who's saying the Dodgers should get a layup? Everybody's saying that the Dodgers got ripped off of the World Series. They didn't get ripped off the World Series. They still needed to hit the ball. They still needed to pitch. They needed to do everything that the Astros did. The Astros had an unfair advantage. I agree. But the unfair advantage did not. We cannot ever come to a conclusion that it helped them win the series. You're, what you're saying is in direct contradiction with what you're saying. Not really. <laughs> How can you have an unfair advantage and it not help you? You're talking about if you Alex, Alex Brett. Yeah, nobody is questioning whether or not Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and by Louis the way, Riel, and all of these guys can execute. They're major league baseball players. Just they can execute without help. Sometimes that, this is, of course, and that's the game. And, and, and but the problem is, if we're if that's the case, then. Everybody in that series needed to know what Justin Verlander was going to throw. Everybody needed to know what Charlie Morton was going to throw. Everybody needed to know if that's what we're dealing with, then that's that's the only way to make it fair. It's in the past now. I'm not somebody who believes that they should give the rings back. It is what it is. I actually think this fallout is is a, is a, an actual major scandal. I think this is the biggest scandal in baseball since the strike uh, and the and You're the strike. No, I think the steroids were bigger than this. But I think it's a very, very big scandal. The thing that I think that's a trip about this is what you're how, off of. How about the idea that it was Mike Fryers, Fires, who decided to out the whole thing? Because because he's on another team that he I, How about that? Nobody's bringing up any Snitch. of the way that this got started, you know? How about him deciding, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, they do cheat down there. I know because I was there. <laughs> right. And then, and then your man came on as well. Now, the most to me, the most, and we talked about it on the pod. The most telling part of this whole thing was when Danny Farquhar came out, and they have that video when he figured out the system, right? And because honestly, I I would think that if you're on a team that's doing that, that's that kind of thing that you take to your grave. So even when you get on another team or whatever, you don't let the kid out the bag. Yeah, unless you're about to pitch out there and you're like, hey man, we need to change sides up. It's uh. You know, it's blah, blah, blah. Well, my problem is that, you know what, these guys are talking about the unfair advantage. They come back and they want to tell on their other teammates or what, whatnot. Every, from little, not I'm not going to say from Little League, but from high school. From Little League. From Little League. Everybody, in serious, in serious competitions. Yeah. yeah. 
everybody works to get a, a, an advantage. This is an advantage. Everybody still signs and and track pitchers to uh, to find out if a guy's tipping pitches or whatever. And yeah, but, now see, of, but all of that is totally but, but the, different. Yeah, than but the only di- footage, the video footage, it's not even a problem with the video footage more so than it is with them relaying. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. While while it's going yeah. on, that's that's the real problem. time real time relays. Exactly. And, and the thing like, but what are the batting average? Watching the MLB. Uh, network, sorry, real uh, quick. Watching MLB Network, it's something that Cliff Floyd said that is real as a baseball player, no matter what level you're on. If you have the confidence and you can see, whether you use the Cody Bellinger example or whether you use any other example, guys get two strikes, guys get down in the count, and this, that, and the other, they have to go with a more tepid approach. They have to go timidly to the opposite field. They have to do other stuff. You watch the Houston Astros dig in. Against at that time the best pitcher in the world in Clayton Kershaw, and they dug in like, and he was still throwing ninety four, ninety five. Well, let me time. ask you, really, me this, Batman. Why was he effective early in the game, and then he wasn't effective later on in the game? He was he effective. Was not effective. Early he was early. He was effective in the in in Houston. He was effective early in the game. He had a lead up until about the fifth inning. No, he actually no, jumped on him. No, that's not you. So when we watch the thing, so when did they if jump you remember, on him? They jumped on him in the second and the fifth because he had they got they the Dodgers jumped out. He gave up the lead. Then the Dodgers jumped way out, like they put up like another five spot, and then he gave up the booty. He gave up like five, and guys were teeing off. Dad, you know good and well in nineteen in two thousand from two thousand eleven to two thousand seventeen. That's not Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but the thing of it is, like- and Brandon Morrow couldn't get an out. He couldn't get one out. They jumped his ish. And and ultimately, the big problem that I have with it is just what you're saying. Everybody's trying to get an advantage. But there is a legal way to get an advantage. Nobody's mad at team stealing signs. Well, they I are mad. But, but I read no, 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 I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that because that, that, pitchers and team teams are upset when they catch you stealing signs, and that usually means. And I've been on base throwing signs before and everything. And the pitcher will turn around to you on the bump and tell you, "Hey, man, you're going to get drilled in your head if you keep throwing signs. If you keep." And that's the chance if you. Yeah, that's but, up to but you. if these guys that's not that knew that they were throwing throwing signs, they didn't know. What are you talking about? The other they teams just have, found out. No, the other teams always thought or insinuated. The Yankees talked about it. There's always the only team. team that insinuated it said it directly, and and Aaron Boone came out and said it directly and said, "Hey, you know what? It seems like there's a problem with signs in this place." And AJ Hinch downplayed the whole thing and said, "Yeah, see, our psychological game is working." And then when they played the Red Sox that year, that they got cheated with the Mookie Betts call. Mm-hmm. Alex Cora said something about it, which now looks just unbelievable. And and uh, and AJ Hinch responded again or something to that effect. Now they're saying that the the punishment is going to be severe for Alex Cora, and I don't know what that means. I heard him say that it's going to be severe, but then also I've heard him say that it can't be as severe because he's he, not longer on the yeah, team. He's not longer on the team. You can't punish him. You can't punch the Red Sox for you know what he's done. And In then, the but, but same with Carlos Beltran, huh? Exactly. But they're also saying that he cheated. The Red Sox have been doing it now, so we have to wait till the smoke clears. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so we have to wait till the smoke clears to see if the Red Sox have actually been doing it. Since he's supposed to be the person who incorporated it, he's supposed to be the person that really he's put incorporated. It all incorporated. He's an LLC <laughs> times S corp times C corp. He's really Alex Cora right. LLC slash Inc. <laughs> Man, wow, that, that's a that's a lot. Um, well, moving out of Major League Baseball, I mean, that's the only thing I really wanted to cover because that's the big, big news other than the absurdity that the Colorado Rockies are trying to move 
Nolan Arenado, and, and the Cardinals reason. are wide open to it. <laughs> They're like, as they should be, yeah. as they should. They be. have the pieces to get it done. All right, we're gonna move on to something that has absolutely nothing to do with sports, but it's highly competitive. How about this Jeopardy Greatest of All Time tournament? Man, I just want to bring it up real quick. Yeah, you know I'm a Ken Jennings fan, and you're <laughs> yeah. I guess he go KJ. I'm going KJ now. And you since you went since you went James, I, I went with the homie James. Yes, yeah, so I'm Who's going a Brad fan. That's what I want to know. Who's a what fan? A Brad fan. You can't even remember the guy's name yeah. he's playing so that's bad. That's what I said. A uh, uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> Brad ended up in a negative the first game, and uh, so it makes it really really hard. I mean, for me to root for somebody who doesn't look like they should be up there. It's insane that he has the highest total of all time. I mean, big a winning total, big cheeks. four point six, but life changing money. Yeah, and that he actually just you know ran to the banquet, and now he can't even answer. He can- <laughs> <laughs> I'm competitive this with it. The greatest Jeopardy player of all time, sometimes. <laughs> but Rad, no, the answer is Ken Jennings. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Brad Gabriel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a I'm a uh, I am a James fan. I like how James moves. He uh, he's man. I saw James fall apart when Ken Jennings put it going on too him. far with I know, I, and he I missed, spoke to a missed, couple other people. He missed too. four questions out of the whole board. No, he did not. The last match against he Ken four Jennings, questions, and there was four too many. He misses double it was jeopardy. Four too many. He, he missed double jeopardy, and then also when Ken Jennings jumped in front of him, he fell apart. He literally fell apart. He started randomly trying to, and I. But I also watched a special about him that shows how he actually picks and how he actually tries to win. And his process is that he goes after the double jeopardy, right? Um, which has a higher percentage on the fourth row, and that he actually – Oh, really? Yeah, and he so he goes into it. Which trying, makes sense because I want to say I've seen that Brad guy pick – for the, you remember the first like four games, he won all the double jeopardies. He didn't win them, but he had the opportunity. He, he received all the double jeopardy uh, quotes, and a lot of those were in the fourth row. Well, they're encouraged to go to start from the top and work down. But those guys go from the bottom those up. Those guys go from the bottom up. Big then, money. Especially James. James has established himself as going after the double jeopardies. He gets you in the hole, and then from there he <laughs> pounds you out because now you have to extend yourself to try to you know catch up with him. So he'll have, he'll have a nice – pot and then with the double jeopardies he doubles it with his gambler's mentality which then extends the lead like he had that big lead that he actually did it on the last match where he lost to Ken Jennings what he had a five thousand dollar lead a five thousand point lead or whatever he doubled down on it so he would have been ten thousand oh yeah and he and he lost it all nothing and he lost they were all. they both had zero and then it then that's when the can of whoop ass opened up on him well, I mean, it went back to zero. I don't think actually that isn't when it opened up at all. You know why? What happened? No, it isn't. They all were tight, and Ken got a daily double and doubled up. But you have that, to double that's up when off he, of That's when he stretched it out. You got to double up off of something. Ken Jennings had gotten the lead, and then he doubled up, and he put it on your No, boy. they were neck and neck, and Ken Jennings doubled, and, and James had why just Why must missed. you test me? He was he, not. He, he just, was not. He. Oh, my God. This guy. Ken Jennings, was they were not, neck and neck. They were not neck Ken and neck. Jennings doubled, and James had already <laughs> yeah. messed up the double. <laughs> Baseball, you double. Which, uh, which line he go down? Uh, he didn't go down like <laughs> gaps. You in the gaps. <laughs> he, he, he the gaps. <laughs> Almost bomb. Almost bomb. Off the wall. Off the wall. But he don't got no speed. So he, he had tried to try in the second. Oh, he'll pull in the second. pull in the second. Pull a second with a ground. He might round second. I'm faking like he going to go three. See if he can draw a throw. Yeah. Anyways, I'm. Uh, it was crazy. It, it might be over by the time this airs to you guys, yeah. but I'm pulling for James on Ken the Jennings. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what I do know. What do you know? Is that 
Jeopardy's greatest of all time tournament destroyed us as the unicorn in the ratings. Oh, did it? <laughs> Hello. That's big, man. This is big. Oh, they, they're doing Walking Dead, old Walking Dead numbers. They're doing like 16 million a night. That you can go around and speak to anybody about it. I went to my doctor. <laughs> you talk to everybody about I went to my doctor. He's like, hey, did you see the Jeopardy? Hey, James <laughs> fell apart. Ken Jennings really pulled away from you. I was like, yeah, I agree. Uh, man, they, this is big news. Anyways, yeah. we figured we'd throw that in. Not spend too much time. Um, but moving on, big weekend of NFL football. Humongous. And where the Ozone was right, as we said, uh, was there's still no answer for the 6'3", 250-pound, 4'3", slash 4'4". You take a couple inches off of him? I think he's 6'4", 6'5". He looks like he's 6'9", out right. there. He looks bigger than everybody except for the offensive lineman. Exactly. He looks like a man-child. He and, really does. And he stuffed it down their throat just like he can stuff it down anybody's throat. Wow. 30, and right. And he's 30 touches. 30 throws. to 35. <laughs> <laughs> in Tennessee. You didn't know? Oh, well, well. You don't know. <laughs> Let me find out. Nashville, <laughs> listen to the whole song. You all right, Omar. You all right, ciao. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's from the Lost Files. Uh, yeah, so that game went as expected. I really think it's unfortunate because Lamar Jackson, they're trying to give Lamar Jackson this choker thing as if, He's been playing for 15 years. Well, even this is his second playoff game. Lamar Jackson does not play defense. <laughs> he did not get ran all over. Yeah. Lamar didn't get ran. Lamar messed up. I, I could see that the you know the the sophomore jinx is considered a sophomore right now because yep. he was in the yep. But you can see where it set in. But he was playing from behind. Their team is not built to play from behind. No. They have a problem because when this guy that's what we said. And no matter who it is or what team they play against, even if it's Patrick Mahomes, if the guy. Touches the ball because the first time that he played against him, he had uh, Kansas City had 188, I do believe, 188 yards on 20 carries. So you have to amplify that if he has 10 carries. Ten more him. carries. Yeah, 10 more carries, and they're not good at stopping the run again. Right, they're looking 250 yards. Patrick Mahomes and them might be in trouble. I mean, he, they, you can literally – now, it's not what the NFL wants because they don't want to see – Patrick Mahomes, I mean, uh, the Tennessee Titans versus the Kent, um, versus the 49ers. You would like to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, a, sort of a pass-the-torch situation. So I would look to see some some questionable, questionable calls. calls out there in the NFL. Whoa, breaking news! The Red Sox and Alex Cora have agreed to mutually part ways. Right on those. You heard it here, child. Wow! They said that, but you know, they were saying that that probably was going to happen. This guy just managed one of the greatest teams you'll ever see in that 2018 Red Sox squad. Yeah. And he had those boys rocking and rolling. And, and I don't agree with him still in signs when he was on the Red Sox, though, either, because they went to an extra inning game with the Dodgers that was crazy. That the Dodgers should have won. <laughs> that the Dodgers should have won. That's well, well this is, but, but again, this has nothing to do with uh, anybody in on the road. This right. is all at home. And then even with the Dodgers again, once again, they don't play baseball the right way. Okay, so now we take the cameras away. The Dodgers still won't win. Well, you can say that, but it, I, I can say that because you, it's true. You no, you can say that because it's your opinion, and and in my opinion has been pretty valid for the most part. And you can keep cutting me off if you'd like to, but the point of the matter is, the team that you support right. cheats, and they have cheated, and it's been proven that they cheated. And you're well, the obviously only they didn't do it well because just, they only have one chance, just, just like one child, child. <laughs> did, did, did you, it doesn't seem to bother you 
uh, and and I don't know why it doesn't bother you because if you were playing, I can guarantee that you would have a major problem with this. No, I wouldn't. But yeah, okay. But uh, either way it goes, it's it's very very interesting that it's not a problem for you. I, I don't know why, but I, it, but either way it goes. I because everybody is out. A bunch of hypocrites. That's that's my biggest problem. Well, and uh, you, to support that, I will say this: nobody should be cheering and jumping for joy because. You only know what is proven at this point. Exactly. And so nobody knows what other teams are doing what, but I would because be we know that very surprised if those anybody else gets caught doing this at home at this point. Yeah, if they get caught now, but and from I'm this not, point. But yeah, from this point, but Aaron Judge took a you know, took down his his uh you know, he said something nice about Jose Altuve. He took it down about the you know, their playoff run and everything else. Well, it, honestly, I feel like the Yankees have more reason to be salty than the, than the than, Dodgers, than the Dodgers because do. the Yankees gave them a series that that series not that the Dodgers didn't they both went 7 but but you could see how especially because the Yankees were more vulnerable pitching wise right you could see how that could be a big factor mm-hmm. because the Yankees going to bang the baseball it doesn't matter where they play the Yankees you know once again I, I'm Let's move on. Let's move on. I mean, I don't. I don't think that the ozone listeners are gonna gonna be with you on this one. We'll be. It'll be They're never with me. It's okay. No, that's not true. You have so you have two or three fans. <laughs> sometimes we'll uh, ride with me two or three. I have space in my minivan. Sometimes our mother likes what you say. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, but but back to football. Yeah, um, the Titans just rolled on, and and I felt like I took the Ravens. If you remember. Um, I had a sneaking suspicion <laughs> that Derrick Henry's going to run all over the place. But I was disappointed in uh, Coach Harbaugh to a certain degree because, like we said, I actually feel like neither one of those teams are built to play from behind. And I think that whoever jumped out early is going to win that game. And in general, if you jump out early on the Tennessee Titans, it's going to negate Derrick Henry's ability not his personal ability, but the ability to continue to pound with him and run the clock if you're down 10 or 14. But you have to get a big lead on them in order to get him out, and I don't think that they'll be able to do it because with each possession that they get, they're going to run the ball at least three to four times. Well, and what well, this is what I'm saying. When it came to the Ravens, <laughs> the issue that I have with everybody acting like Lamar Jackson somehow or another was you know, uh, irrelevant. The thing that I saw from Lamar – was something that is in a stark contrast to what I saw with Pat Mahomes was guys dropped a lot of passes for Lamar Jackson as well. Good passes that he put on the money that guys dropped. But earlier in the game, he threw a pass that was a terrible pass that they ended up hurting the team more so than it hurt him more than it hurt anybody because this was their first possession after they stopped Derrick Henry and them. He, they marched the ball down there, and then he threw an interception. to Big, turn. big pick. Yeah, the big pick, and that's on him. And that, that was on him. And, and the biggest thing is that what I wanted to talk about as well is that when you talk about Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, one of the things that Lamar Jackson doesn't do that they do well is he has he throws sidearm and stuff like that. But they throw sidearm on the move like baseball players, like like short, middle infielders. Yeah, like middle infielders. He doesn't really do that if, if you watch yeah, him. But that's not. I don't. I don't but, hold but that against but, him. But not, no, you can't hold. He's it not against. a baseball player. Yeah, but but. It turns out to be big, though, in situations like with the Kansas City Chiefs where they can come back. And Russell Wilson, when they can make up plays as they go because they can actually throw the football as if they're a middle They angel. can find the angles. Yeah, they find the angles. And that's big because when Lamar, Jackson, uh, when Lamar Jackson is doing it, he has to stop and pop. 
in a, in a sense. You know what well, I'm saying? I think another, and that hurt him, and he gets under the ball, so he overthrew that pass. It got tipped up in the air and then turned into a pick. Another big thing was was the way I have to give a lot of coach uh, uh, a lot of credit to Coach Vrabel. A lot of what they did was Mikey keeping B. him under control in the pocket. Yeah, they that that spy situation seemed like a major. It wasn't you know this is a Belichick you know thing. Yeah, it's a, it was Belichick one on one. Belichick no, it's a, actually Bill Parcells one on one that yes. turns into a Belichick one on one. You know what I'm saying? Because. That's not a, it's not rocket science on how to contain a quarterback that likes to take off. You have a spy on that quarterback, and they kept him contained for the most part. You're not going to be able to completely stop him, but for the most part, you can keep him under control, and that's what you need to do because if Derrick Henry is running the ball, he's pounding the ball, he's going to take five minutes, ten minutes out of each possession. Yeah. You know, but with Lamar Jackson running the ball, I think the, the longest run he had was about 30-something yards. But then after that, there were – Four, three, he got sacked a couple of times. Ingram got hurt again. Yeah, then Ingram got hurt again. And then now you're talking about, you know, now it's more of a ball. And he was getting hit hard. And one of the things that they're not speaking about is that the Tennessee Titans kicker is one of the best, you know, that's special teams. He He pins you. Yeah, he pins you down. Yeah, and it turns it turns into a game of time of possession and field position. And most of the teams don't recognize that, it seems. Uh, Yeah, well, they definitely weren't able to overcome that out in Baltimore. But... Uh, to go on to the next game, which was one of the wildest football games that I've ever seen in my life. Wow. <laughs> was that Houston Texans-Kansas City Chiefs game. I picked the Chiefs. You guys who listen know I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I actually think the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl this year. And when it was 24 to nothing, I was saying to myself, wow, this is amazing. I didn't think I had it this wrong. I know I'm not a, a football guy per se. Right. But it was very- I wasn't worried. Well, it's very interesting to watch because one thing that I will say about that I have a problem with with the running quarterback, running quarterbacks now take too much liberty and too much time with the fact that they can extend plays. Right. And they sit back there, they smoke a pack of black and mouths, you know, and everything. They put on their jacket. They put on their smoking jacket. That's it. They chill. Who do I have down the field right now? Oh, look at that. It's, uh, (laughs) It's Mark Andrews. He's open. Oh, he's not open anymore. I'll just dance a little bit more. And it, and it's an interesting thing because what we saw was great. One, I saw Deshaun Watson. Somebody tried to tell me how Deshaun Watson lost focus and wasn't game after he got the 24-0 lead. I couldn't disagree more. When they started to come back, Deshaun Watson looked like he was playing in the backyard. He looked so happy. Yeah. He, you could see he loves the competition. But I saw the defense get demoralized. That's what I saw that was, more, that than more so than anything. Because the and mental lapses. Was, yeah, in their mind, they thought that the game was they, over. They had already started celebrating. And Patrick they were already heading like, back oh, really? home. This is oh okay. And Pat Mahomes showed great leadership and uh I mean I was I really believe just like I said before Lamar Jackson's greatness this year made people have amnesia about Pat Mahomes' greatness. And Pat Mahomes is great and then Pat Mahomes got hurt at a at a point this season so then you know a little bit of the spotlight went off of him but these Kansas City Chiefs have nothing but weapons. And you brought up a great point which is it's almost impossible to blow Pat Mahomes out. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time blowing him he out. He protects even when the football. Yeah, even when Kansas City lost to Tennessee earlier in the year, I think it was by three points, 35 to 38 or something like and that. And he only runs when he needs to. Yeah, he's the, he's a throw first guy. That's it. To go, But he can break on you. He did break to, on him. To go from 24-0 to 51, basically throwing a shutout for the rest of the game. Yeah. 
I think they kicked the field goal. That was it. It was twenty-one to nothing. Then it was twenty-four to seven. No, it was twenty-four to nothing. Twenty-four. I was nothing. sitting there. Yeah, I was sitting watching. I was, I was like, wow. What was the final? Twenty-four to fifty-one. Well, no, they, twenty-nine they fifty-one. Yeah, they got they scored like one more time, but yeah. you know, it was junk time. It was a junk time. You're not gonna blow them out. I mean, but you can get. I I feel like the way to beat them is in a tight game. And I honestly, with the with everything, the way that it's falling now, I would have to take the 49ers over everybody because the 49ers look the least ring rusty out of all the teams that got the buy. I don't buy into that rust. I don't buy into the rust. These guys, once again, just like you were just talking about being professionals. professionals. I need you. To I, catch can't the ball, take a, I can't take Kelsey. a week off, and all of a sudden I can't, I can't catch, catch the ball. Come yeah, on, that man. didn't make any. And sense. that was the elite player. That was that was Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. That's Travis Kelsey. Damian, Damian Williams. That was all of them. All yeah. of them. And, they didn't and, catch a pass and, almost and, in the first quarter. And out there in with the Ravens, too. Yeah. They had the same. They had the drop seats as well. So it can't you can't tell me that a professional. That's just, that's just focus. Yeah, plain and that's simple. Just focus. That's and I can't even put that on the coach. And I, I told you I put it on the coach because the coach has to have you mentally prepared to understand that now it is time to execute. You've had your week off. You should be you rehabilitated. And yeah, your body's back. Yeah, and you have no excuse not to catch the ball. I'm paying you millions of dollars to catch the ball or to run the ball, and I need you to do just that. And yeah. once, but but it was all about mental and. Mental, you know, the mentality of it, because once they made that catch, once Travis Kelsey caught the ball, the team was like, oh, okay, this is what we're here to do. And all of a sudden, every, you know, well, the other thing was Pat Mahomes getting in them, uh, you know, getting in them late, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting in them early, I mean, as far as, okay. as, as him rallying the troops. Uh, and then when we move on, a disappointing game. I mean, I was speaking with my heart, but Russell Wilson seemed yeah, like he too. was out there alone again. <laughs> he was. I still wasn't impressed with the Green Bay. I still wasn't. I'm not impressed with a team that's one dimensional. You say that your defense is great, but it's actually not because you haven't had anybody to play. When you played against the 49ers before, what happened? They were frightened. Exactly, scared to death. And then you, when you listen to Aaron Rodgers speak on it, it doesn't sound like he's confident. He doesn't sound. Confident. And then you top it off with, I, I have a hard time believing that the 49ers are going to let a team come out there and beat them with one player. He passes to Devonta Adams almost every single play. I mean, terrible defense by the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. There was some really bad plays. That Carroll play where they where they literally invited him to the open side of the field so the guy that runs the 4-3 can, can just cut across. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. But And, and they clamped down for, what, uh, got him third long twice and couldn't close the deal? And then you have him so that Russell Wilson might be able to get the ball back because Russell Wilson, I believe in my heart, Russell Wilson would have got the ball back. If he could have got the ball back, he, he could have made some magic happen. He would have won that game. But the thing of it is that you're talking about giving Jimmy Graham a cushion and you need to stop him from getting getting X amount of yards, short, short, a medium yardage situation. So you have to actually meet him at the line. You can't give him a cushion. Come on, dude, man. This is just there was just a lot of stupid defensive coordinators. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not high on Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll won't give Russell Wilson, who I feel like is the best player in football, the um, I agree. The, the tools that he needs to win. If you put Russell Wilson on any of these other teams that we've been speaking about, are they're, you crazy? But bring them Baltimore, up. Bring them up. I mean, you can put them on Baltimore. Well, Baltimore doesn't have a lot of talent. Baltimore has a, a, an above average tight end, and then they have a, a running back, but they have a nice secondary. Yeah, they, they do can't. Have a nice they secondary. can't stop the run, but they can stop the pass. Yeah. But but other than that, you know, you talk about putting Russell Wilson on any of these teams, and he might go undefeated. I mean, that might go undefeated. This is how crazy and insane it is. But I don't think that we really respect the talent that we see in. I, and haven't for the last seven years. Yeah, however long he, he's been in the league, I saw, he's been nice since he got to the league. He beat all of the number top one, what top number one quarterbacks in football. Yeah, the first year he came up. Yeah, he was ready. And even the game that they lost in the playoffs to Atlanta, they should have won. Right. That was on Pete Carroll. That was was mismanagement on the timeouts, on his his time. Um, 
And then the last game that happened this weekend isn't even really worth covering because I was Niner gang, bang, bang. <laughs> the Niners destroyed the Skull Tech. Yeah. Do it for the tipper. Yeah, this tipper went over two this weekend. <laughs> uh, he spoke with his heart about Clemson too. Might have to get do it for the tipper on the line for a, to go for a roast session. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the Niners beat the crap out of them. But I, what I want to do is look forward to this next game. I think that we're gonna see somewhat of a repeat from the 49ers Green Bay game from that same weekend as the you? Wilder fight. I don't have any reason to believe not. I think Jimmy G. As actually getting better because who's escaping the uh, the microscope in this whole thing is Jimmy G. Jimmy G. doesn't look great. I don't think he, I don't think he looks bad. He doesn't have no, to look great no, though. No, but he doesn't look great. He does his job. He does, he's a little bit better than a, than a manager. He hits the big passes when you need to. He has he passes the ball back there with confidence. And one of the things you have to look at is that Bill Belichick is looking at his quarterback of the future out there actually producing. He's poised when you watch him play. He doesn't look rattled or he doesn't look frayed or anything. He, he doesn't look like Josh Allen, but I don't think he looks like Jimmy G of the regular season. I but what I does. do think gets- what I do think is each game is going to get him more and more confident. But that's that's life yeah you know that's, but, that's, that's but you're, talking about, you're talking about him with george kittles out there george kittles is one of the best if not the best tight end in football yep. you got a possession receiver and emmanuel sanders and then you got a bunch of young burners out there and you got a three-headed monster in, in Brita, the backfield mustard and tevin coleman so i mean the dude can be really and you got a crazy defense and then you, you, you have a the best crazy crazy front four Crazy linebacker core, and Richard Sherman is out there looking like it's 2015, 2016. Yeah, but when you talk about it, you know you can match up Richard Sherman with Devonta Adams, and now Aaron Rodgers is dead, and this is exactly what happened to him last time. But one of the things that the 49ers do bring to the table is that they have actual linebackers and linemen that has size that can actually slow down Derrick Henry, even if you can't stop him. If you hold him to 100 yards, you've done a good job. And they can actually do that because now you're talking about Richard Sherman out there. The idea of not having to blitz to stop a Derrick Derrick Henry on, is crazy? huge. Yes. Huge, yes. huge, huge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so this weekend I'm taking the 49ers, and I'm taking the Chiefs. I think we're looking at the 49ers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Once again, I will go with the Titans. If you run the ball 30 to 35 times. <laughs> not 34. I'm not. I'm going off. 30. Remember, I went off of 34. You rolled me off of 34 <laughs> last week. So I'm going with 35. 30 to 35 times, and they will beat the Kansas City Chiefs again because Patrick Mahomes needs to get on the field. He won't be able to get on the field and 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 do the magic if you don't give if he's not on the field. They be able to do Fitz magic. He can't do Fitz. Um, that's gonna be. I anticipate that to be a better game to watch. Yeah. Um, the the for, to say that the Chiefs need to get out and extend the lead to get Derrick Henry out of the game to be a factor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, I actually believe that the Chiefs can beat them if Derrick Henry's a factor, and that's that's. Now, he has already proven that they can't. And basically, what it comes down to, too much time off the clock. Just like I told you last week with the Lamar Jackson, who had the best offense pretty much in football, you have to be on the field to play. Just like back in the field. Yeah, Bill Parcells had brought that in. Brought that in. You can be as good as you want to. He's won with a bunch of not even above average running backs. I mean, he won, won with a bunch of mediocre running backs that he did clock management. Kill the clock. Look at the Buffalo Bills. I feel like the Buffalo Bills offense was way better than what we're looking at with the, uh, especially if you had had them playing nowadays. But the Buffalo Bills back in the day playing against the Giants, remember that? Yeah, and and they shouldn't. The Giants that offense was insane. That offense, Thurman was Thomas, and uh, yeah, Andre Reed, and, yeah. you know, yeah, Andre and then, what is it? I mean, Kelly, <laughs> yeah, and then then. Who was the other – was it Largent or whatever? Who was the other receiver? A big-time no, receiver. Like it was a big-time receiver. Yeah, it was a big-time receiver out there, though. But what they Dang did – Dang it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So then you're talking about 
slowing the game down. I think that game ended, what, 20 to 17, 20 to 19 or something crazy? <laughs> I mean, you had to get on the field to be able to perform. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, those, those are my football picks. And now let's move into the coverage of what happened to the Clemson Tigers with Do It for the Tipper. Do It for the Tipper, live on the Ozone, G-E-A-U-X, Tigres. What happened to Clemson and Dabo Sweeney last night, my friend? They ran against a powerhouse, and numbers didn't lie last night. Them boys was out there eating hard, running fast, and Broadway Joe was putting money, the ball on the money. Man, that kid is ready to go. He was ready to go yesterday. I mean, if you ever played any type of football and you're a receiver, you will want to draw the way that the way that he was leading his receivers, where only they can just run up under and get it. Man, that shit, that's that's cursed out all day. <laughs> it was nice work. The other thing that I really liked about him was um, he actually showed up in adversity because they went down for the first time this year, and he battled back like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're doing," and he got hit. He took a shot too. He took a shot, man. He took a shot, and you could tell that his ribs was all swole, flamed up. <laughs> but he, came, he came back, and you know, he was dishing the ball out. And it was Trevor Lawrence just had one of his worst games. But like they were saying, this is the second year there. Um, Broadway Joe, he been there for four years, so you can see the maturity and the level of the game was just not. He wasn't. Usually that's what Clemson would do. They'll make the adjustment, Dabo, but, you know, great game again. Dabo was, was perfect. He went up to the kid, let them know, like, look, it just wasn't so nice. It happened that way. So, they already favored to win next year, too. So, wow. still Clemson Tigers on mine, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to everybody you told the bet. <laughs> nasty. I knew that. I knew. I knew nasty today. I just knew it. Well, that's all right. Would, would you prefer to talk about the Vikings? <laughs> no. How they got ran through? Wow. Josh Donaldson just agreed to a four-year deal with the Minnesota Twins. What are what they going to do with Miguel Sano? Miguel Sano was up and down earlier. He was, but Miguel Sano get you in the right situation. He got but the he big Josh Donaldson. He's not. He's not a. Maybe they can move him to first base. Sano, this is true. Um, now do it for the tipper. We had a question come in from an Ozone listener, and that question pertained to the video footage of Odell Beckham sliding wads of cash to, not to the receivers. Is this an NCAA violation, to your knowledge? I've seen that, and I'm like, what is this dude doing? That was terrible. Why that, is the receivers? He should have dropped it on the field. We all know. We've all been on the college campus, and it's a struggle. Yes. But to do this on camera is like, that puts, uh, apparently the kids are going to the league, because if they're going to take money like that, hopefully <laughs> you better be either juniors or seniors, and they're going to the league, but... It messes up everything for that head coach and for that entire system. They're, they're instantly on probation right now. <laughs> it's not like you put them on probation. <laughs> instantly. I, I, look, yeah, Ozone, let's put them on probation right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, I see that and I'm like, okay, 
he could have dropped it in the confetti of that. I picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but he's slapping hands before counting five bills in my head. There was nothing subtle about that. And there was and, no reason and, for and it. And there was no the reason. There was no flaws. reason. That was just the flaws. You know what the rules are, man. And now I am for NCAA athletes getting paid. I'm all for it. But the part that I don't understand is why do we need to do that then? Johnny on the spot. That This was so just stupid because if if a donor, if a, if let, let's just keep it 100. An alumni. If a white man in a suit with a big belly would have walked on the field with a suitcase full of money and just started passing it out, there would be a major problem for LSU. <laughs> right. Right. I don't, if Randy Moss would have came from the stands and did the exact same thing, it would be a major problem. If Booger McFarlane would have came from the sideline from watching the game and did that, it would be a major problem. It's like, but, man, that was the worst part of the game, seeing that. That was ugly. It really was ugly. And I'm all for the guys getting paid. Yeah. Even if but you fly the money. That's the movement back. That's, that's the movement back, Odell. Yes. Now, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put the NCAA eyes all on LSU, who was running a, a, a clean program. Now, it's like, okay, Odell just messed it up. He really messed it up because, you know, they were going to be, you know, top five. You know, kids are going to go there and get their education, get their football on, and, you know, try to do the right thing. But they're going to be on some type of probation because of this. Hopefully, and as bad as, bad as this may sound, but hopefully they can just, you know, find those two kids and then let Odell come out the pocket and pay for them kids fine. But don't punish the kids that didn't take nothing and that's 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 coming in next year. You know what I mean? It was just unnecessary, man. Yeah. You know that you're on television and I'm not sure what the rules are because you could say I'm just giving him some money, I would think. But what's the why do you have to give it to him there? And after the why, game looks like somebody's on the take and, Yeah, and, that's it that's exactly it looked like it actually looked the wrong way on yeah. a lot of different levels. Then he goes in the locker room and he's raging like he won the game. Hey man, win a game in the NFL. Work on your game. <laughs> you're right. Win a game with Baker Mayfield. Win a game. Win a game. Win win a game. He out there like ICP. Just out there. Just. <laughs> that is a cloud posse. It's a cloud posse all day in LA, in New Orleans last night. They moved. They relocated from Detroit. Man, I couldn't believe when I seen that. And I'm like, well, it's like once he knew that the camera was on him, he turned it up even more. Oh, he really, he really started acting a fool then. Yeah, I can believe he did that either. It was almost like you picking the Vikings. <laughs> Shut up, T. <laughs> uh, you did pick the Tigers, though. Just man, the one. Come on, man. I've been good all season, and now you want to do this? You want to do this? No, you're right. You have been the man all season, and this is one game off. Yep. And I, I, man, it was, I was pumped up. I was so pumped up watching that game. And especially when he jumped out. Man, it looked like it was going to go exactly the way you said it was going to go. And then it just shifted real quick. 
couple couple big third down conversions where the Clemson defense made some bonehead plays. And I thought it was way bigger than advertised how they punished Clemson for what was not a dirty hit. Two of them. One, they called a blindside block that was not a blindside. The Man. dude was running to right towards him. And two, when they was- when they when they suspended when they when they ejected the uh, the linebacker, I thought those two plays were enormous. But that blindside block was actually more of a blindside block that they had in the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I'm saying it that more so than what they called for in the Buffalo Bills game to cost Buffalo the playoff game. And the guy was uh, running towards Yeah, but and he and he clipped him a little. I I, he's I running towards I mean, but, but that other we're kid playing that other football kid, here. But other, so let's let's keep that in context. Yeah, but the rules you know are so I mean? watered down now because that other kid that got kicked out the game, he knew and everybody knew that he was out of line. That's why they went to go review it. It wasn't even uh, the coach asked for a review, it was a booth review because he did that. I disagree because the kid actually me and and bro Milner were watching mm-hmm. and the kid had time to brace himself for that hit. But it doesn't matter if you're ready to brace yourself. You're not supposed to be even doing that hit. You're not supposed to leave. You can't, you can't leave with your helmet. You're not supposed to leave with your helmet. He didn't leave with his helmet. He did. No, he didn't. That's yeah. a bad call. I, yeah, I think he did. I think he put, if the kid would have, if the receiver would have got there a little bit faster, then, you know, the, the linebacker wouldn't have had to put his helmet all the way down. He, he, he hit him with the crown, with the top of the helmet. And for a linebacker like that, who's you know he has a neck brace, shit. So he's just he, <laughs> he walking around with a stinger. <laughs> yeah, he, he walking around looking to do some dirty work. He walking around. He got the Brian Bob. He walking around with the Chris Spielman. Oh my goodness. Man, you, uh, did you see that award that they handed out? Those uh, the, 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 the homage that they paid, played to the older guys, um, Jim Brown and all those guys, Earl Campbell. I didn't see it. The top eleven. I yeah. thought that was big. I think they could have did a little bit more. Um, I don't know if it was because on TV or what, but you know, I think they could have acknowledged them a little bit more. All they did was have them stand on the stage and say their names because they couldn't do anything else. Those dudes look terrible. Well, and also they were too busy. Trying to acknowledge MAGA. <laughs> right. Very disappointing outing for the United States last night. This two in a row in the southern states, Alabama, Louisiana, back to back. These are the only public places that Donald Trump and his wife can go where they actually and are that's accoladed. Why was, that's why he was there. Right. The votes. Yep. Slave votes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so look, they should have brought Kaepernick on the field, huh? <laughs> <laughs> for what? <laughs> Ooh, that would have got weird. All right, do it for the tipper. Thank you for your service this NCAA football season. The Ozone appreciates you. Let us know when you're available to start your basketball preview. Man, I'm always available. Thank Ozone for uh, allowing me to do this this NCAA football. Sorry for my missed pick at the last of the season. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed my time and, and, and my picks and my commentary. But now let's get into this NCAA basketball. March Madness is coming up. Let's go, Spartans! Let's go, Spartans! Let's go, Spartans! <laughs> it's coming up quick. All right, we're going to leave you to towel yourself down over there. <laughs> Calm down over there, Timber. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Ozone, I'm out. Love y'all. Peace. Ah, it'll do it for the tipper, ladies and gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Uh, staying in football, though, let's talk about the deconstruction 
of the homie. Antonio Brown is really falling apart. Wow, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> that footage, I mean, you hit me. It was so far-fetched. You hit me questioning whether that was even really him. Like, that's even real? This is looks like some kind of parody. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it looked like, a parody. It was crazy. I've never... I'm, he had a dispute with his baby's mother. His children were there. He's cussing up a storm. Running the kids down? Running the, running the kids down, running the cops down. And Hollywood, Florida is a wonderful neighborhood, by the way. <laughs> Gave me a lot of mosquito bites, but I love oh, it. Yeah, what can you do? We had an elevator in the house. We did. You got to pay. Got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay, John. Got to pay. But, uh, you know, he he literally threw a bag of sex toys. He threw a bag of dildos at the chick. He He cussed out. I mean, cussed out the police to the point where the police, the Hollywood Police Department came out with a statement today. And said they have severed all ties with Antonio Brown. They <laughs> like always, they signed him. He was playing for No, no, no. They said they felt like they had a good relationship with him. And this is how bad it is. And you know this is bad. They returned a massive check to him that he gave to the police wow. department for their PAL league, for the PAL league, for the Police Athletic League. And that says a lot because places like the police department don't return checks. Especially <laughs> They'll take south. checks from, especially down south. They'll take checks from all kind of murders and all sorts of stuff. I mean, this guy, man, he was so disrespectful, not just to the police department, but in, in further on in life, his kids are going to see that. And he's going to be ashamed of himself. I mean, he really, it was so out of line. It was so out of line. I don't think he's going to get another gig in the NFL. No, it's over. I think it's, I think it's completely it. over. And honestly, I'm at the point where I'm throwing a prayer for the homie because he seems like yeah. he's unstable. Yeah, it definitely has a mental problem. It's something's wrong. I mean, I told you, I, I Antonio was on the the pilot episode of Ballers. <laughs> He's the homie. He's cool. Maybe it's one moment. too many hits or something. I don't know what it is, uh, but it, it's unfortunate. Really unfortunate. All right, let's finish it up in the world of boxing. Now, this past weekend, Golden Boy put on a card where. It was titled by, uh, it was headlined by Jaime Munguia making his middleweight debut against Spike O'Sullivan, who we'd spoken about before, who has now turned into a version of a journeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Jaime Munguia didn't look great. He, you know, he never really looks to me to be polished or tightened up. He, now, he get, get tightened, tightened up, up just by not, not by, by me, bro. <laughs> oh, you want to tighten up, <laughs> But he just he just he just doesn't look I don't want to say not prepared. It looks like he has the heart to do the things that he wants to do as far as executing this fight plan, but I he was calling out the big the big names. I don't think that he can last five rounds with any of the names that he was calling out though. Not even an old triple G. He doesn't have five rounds with an old triple G. Because he take he gets hit too much. Yeah, and he wants to mix it up, and that's something you that, don't want to mix it up with some of these yeah. bigger guys. Yeah. You can't mix it up with Charlo. You can't mix it up with Canelo. You can't mix it up with, with old Triple G. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't. I don't even think you can mix it up with Billy Ray Saunders at that rate. No, and I mean, and, and all these guys keep on throwing the Charlo's name in there. None of them want no smoke. I mean, this is the problem. <laughs> they act like they want to fight the Charlo. It's easy to throw the names out there, but do you really want to fight them? I mean, do everything that you can in your power to fight these guys. These guys, the Charlo brothers, are there. They're not hiding. They're not doing anything. They're taking on fights. They're taking, They're taking down scores. You do what you do. Fights. Now I'm going to tell you something disappointing because there was an absurd card on the Hart-Smith fight. And, again, it'll just go by the wayside, you know, unfortunately. But along that lines of things just going under the radar and just going away, Big Baby Miller's about to get back in the league, and he just signed a multi-fight deal with Top Rank. Oh, did he? Yes. 
Uh, they're real nasty for that. They got they, you can't. Bob Barum is yeah. suspect. And and along those same lines, Regis spoke out and said, "I don't want to go to top rank and be in the same boat as Crawford, where I can't get no fights." Because I don't blame him. Side of the aisle. I don't blame him. What what reason would you know Crawford is calling out everybody, but they everybody has to jump through hoops to be able to fight him through Bob Arum, which Bob Arum has been put into a corner now. I mean, so what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to go and sign with Top Rank and never get any good fights? It would make it, it would make sense for Big Baby, but not for any other fighter that's yeah, on the Yeah, it makes up. sense for somebody who needs fights. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm with Regis. Yeah. We need to get Progray back on there and find out what's good. Rougarou. Yeah, he said he's looking to fight Mikey Garcia if uh, if it works out. And, and, he said, and he said he's serious about fighting Terrence Crawford at 40 or 47. He just won his belt back. He don't care what <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and and it was a you know we also had a record breaking weekend because Caressa Shields became the fastest uh, fighter in history to get four belts, four belts or three belts. I think it's four, uh, and that was ten fights. Yeah. <laughs> and she's running through the division. It's going to be a long time before somebody has worked for her. Even though I think she has, she looked better. I don't know if you saw the fight or not. I saw it. She looked better fundamentally this time than I've ever seen. Because in the past, she's really bullied girls. Well, and it was wild. It was a wild fight, and they're all and, wild. But she looks like she's been working on getting sharper. Is uh-huh. what I'm saying. And then the girl said, um, "I read it. Uh, what is it? About a day later or so, it said that she actually doesn't hit hard. She just throws punches and bunches. And and it, you know why she doesn't hit hard? It's not that she doesn't have strength. She doesn't sit down on the. She punches. doesn't. Have, she doesn't sit down on. She doesn't have leverage because she's always in these funky moves. Yeah. But she's a better athlete than all these girls, so she's using that on them. Right. But I saw her get crisp with her jab, which was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And she scored her first knockdown of her career, which was right. which was body work, yeah. actually. It was body snatching. Made made old girl take a knee. Did. Had to take a Kaepernick. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, and moving on to tennis, really cool thing that's kind of like that Laver Cup that we went to, that we covered, mm-hmm. is a new thing called the ATP Cup. And they just played, and it was country versus country. And it came down to... Uh, Novak Djokovic and and Rafael Nadal for, for Serbia and Spain. Serbia Ooh. ended up winning. It was great. And Serena Williams won down there too in the run up to in Brisbane in the run up to the Australian Open. It's a nice start to the tennis twenty twenty season, and uh, we're moving on and moving forward. You got anything else you want to cover? That's a lot, dude. I'm full. I yeah, you're full of sign stealing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. The season's about to start. I don't, and I think the Astros probably are still close to being favorite. Close to being favored to win it all. Yeah, I mean, I that that's that'll be really interesting to see. It's definitely going to be interesting, but I, I have a feeling George Springer will still be George Springer, and Alex Bregman will still be Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve will be. And and you know, I mean, they have a monster team. So, and not only that, with the kids that were there, obviously they weren't getting the signs because they couldn't hit the ball. So something's not. I mean, let's see how this season pans out. Hmm. Interesting. All right, going to leave you with a quote here. And that quote is going to be... From Michelangelo. Michelangelo got to say what, huh? He got to say about faith. And he's going to say, Faith in oneself is the best and safest course. Believe in yourselves, folks. It's a new beginning, new chapter. You can accomplish anything because you are part of... The Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and you actually can accomplish a lot without us, but just keep listening. I will see you soon. Next week, there's more to talk about football, 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 and continue Dodger fallout. Ozone.
I'm living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.